0: In today's gospel lesson, Jesus appears to his disciples after his resurrection and he terrifies them. I mean, he scares them. They thought that they were seeing a ghost. It's almost a comical exchange. Jesus says, hey, wait a minute. Why are you scared? Look at me, right? Touch me. I am real. And in fact, he eats something, I guess, to prove that it won't fall through him or something like that. And so Jesus really is trying to convince them that something new has happened, that the resurrection has changed the world forever, This is a very important idea because, you see, the disciples, they were scared. They didn't know what to do. Jesus had been arrested and killed and buried and then alive again. This is confusing. They'd gotten used to seeing the world in a particular way, and Jesus goes and turns all of that upside down. I recalled a story while I was reading through today's scripture passages that I read many, many years ago. Stories about a man named Mr. P. Mr. P was an excellent painter. Mr. P started painting when he was a child and as a young adult really developed into this excellent artist. His paintings were intricate and finely detailed and gorgeous. But over time, his paintings began to be less and less clear, less and less intricate, until finally, in middle age, his paintings had really become basically just blotches of paint on the canvas. Mr. P's vision had been changing slowly over time. Now, he wasn't going blind, but he just simply couldn't quite see the world as clearly as he had at one point. Mr. P's wife finally convinced him to go to the doctor and try to figure out what was going on. So the doctor put Mr. P through a number of tests. Mr. P struggled to even look the doctor in the eye to stay focused on his faith while the doctor was interviewing him and asking him questions and trying to figure out what was going on. At one point, the doctor actually asked Mr. P to remove his shoes. And when he went to take his shoe off, He mistakenly thought his foot was his shoe. So strange. And then when the whole visit to the doctor was over, Mr. P walked across the exam room and tried to pick up his wife's head, thinking it was his hat. This story was something I read when I was in college. And it is in a collection of essays on neurological disorders, appropriately called The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. What happened to Mr. P is that he suffered from a rare neurological disorder that gave him the inability to understand normal visual cues. His visual acuity had begun to be lost over time. What he saw in the world was not really what the world was all about. Now I was fascinated by this idea that our perception of the world around us, our perception of reality can be impacted to such a degree that we can get to a point at which we can no longer tell what is real and what's simply in our minds. Now, put yourself in today's gospel story. Put yourself in the shoes of the disciples. Talk about a mind-bending experience. The disciples see their friend, their teacher, alive when they are very certain that he had died. Now, you might have thought that seeing the risen Christ alive, eating in front of them, touching him, knowing that he is real, would have actually convinced them that, yes, he was resurrected, that they now have a new mission, that the reality that they see has been changed for good forever. But, of course, we know when you put the resurrection experiences together, like last week's story, the disciples take a while to figure out that things have changed. Last week, we heard the story of them locking themselves in the room to keep themselves safe from all the people who were there visiting Jerusalem. Jesus appears to them through the locked door, not once, but twice. And yet, they're still not totally convinced. They are still uncertain that the world around them has changed enough for them to change the way they think about their own lives. Now, fast forward a little bit, And we get today's lesson from Acts, where Peter has kind of found his mojo and he has begun to speak about Jesus. He's begun to preach about Jesus in a way that is very engaging. In fact, today's story finds him preaching to the religious leaders in Jerusalem at great risk to his own life. That's a big shift from locking themselves in a room to openly preaching about Jesus in public, challenging the religious leaders. So what happened? See, the disciples left to their own devices could not quite accept that Jesus was real, that the resurrection changed the world that they once knew. See, when the disciples experienced the risen Christ, you know, they didn't know what to do. They were lost, and it took many, many attempts of Jesus appearing to them to actually begin to shift them. It then took many, many weeks for them to pray together and learn together and challenge each other and support one another for them to begin to venture out and actually impact the world for good. Peter starts doing that first, and then the others begin to follow. But it takes time. They literally saw and touched the risen Christ, and it still took time. They could have run away from the challenge that Jesus gave them, but they decided to stick with it. They decided to do the work, and they decided to become who God had created them to be. They experienced this incredible moment, and rather than running in fear, they leaned in. They pushed themselves, challenged themselves, and they were changed For the better, they followed the way of Christ because they stuck together. They clung together and they formed one another. See, we are living in this very polarized world right now. I mean, I am looking out here at all of you in face masks. Most of our congregation is watching online. The world is not the way we want it to be. The world has changed in a significant way. But this reset of the way that we behave is an opportunity for us to reimagine how we will be in the world, to actually rediscover what Christ is calling us into together. It could be very easy for us to simply be annoyed and frustrated and impatient at everything we have experienced over the last 12, 13, 14 plus months. But what if we took this opportunity for what it is? A chance to not just do all the stuff we used to do, but to allow the Spirit to shake us, to change us, to push us and nudge us into a different way of being, something better than we were before, something more faithful than we were before. To, in essence, allow the risen Christ to come to us again and again and again and convince us that everything we thought we knew wasn't the best reality. That God is promising us, giving us, gifting us something so much better. And if we are simply not afraid of it, we can realize a community that is incredible. I'm very hopeful as we begin to shift out of this pandemic that we will seize the opportunity to be better disciples. We are next Sunday shifting into 50% capacity in all of our spaces. That's exciting. That gives us the chance to actually be around each other once again. Can you imagine what it would be like if we simply didn't default back to what we were a year and a half ago, but instead take just this small moment to reimagine what God wants us to be, how we could be to expose ourselves to one another and to new ways of being that help shape and form us into something better, rediscovering our community Will help change us and lead us closer and closer to God. This reopening, this rediscovery that we will be into over these next few weeks, might be scary at times, might be frustrating at times. But if we allow God to push us, mold us, nudge us, challenge us, we can actually be better for it. Don't turn away from this challenge. Don't resist or be afraid of what reimagining who we are and who we could be as disciples could do for our community, not just here within our walls, but what we do and who we are outside of these walls. Be courageous. Keep praying, keep learning, keep showing up, and keep inviting the Spirit to mold and move through us so that we can be so much better than who we were before, that the new normal that we will discover together will impact this community for the good. Because just like the disciples so long ago, when we cling to one another, we are so much better together. We will be who God calls us to be. If we have the courage to seize this moment, and to move closer and closer to God. Amen.